Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, you're not doing very well today. You have some bad news to report to our audience. So your identity was stolen or something? Yeah, yeah. Somebody got uh, my number off my debit card and uh, racked me up real good. Well, folks, listen, I told Joe to bring this up during the show. Here's why, right? This is what I used to do in my former career as a federal investigator. And one of the ways people steal your credit card number and your debit number that I, I investigated tons of these cases mm-hmm. when doing uh, on a Secret Service Financial Crimes Task Force is they use these skimming devices in restaurants. So you'll give your card to a waiter and or waitress, whatever it may be, and they'll walk back to the register with your card and they have a little device. It looks like um like kind of like a, a, a it looks like the, the swiping portion of an ATM machine. When you swipe your card through, not the yeah. ones you insert the card in, the one you swipe it through. And it's in your hand. It's like a handheld piece. They swipe the credit card or the debit card, it steals the number. Oh, joy. Yeah, that's how they do it. So Joe had said to me, well, I don't know what happened, but I was in a restaurant or something. I mean, it may or may not have been, but that's typically the case. So the way we used to investigate him uh, and the Financial Crimes Task Force, Joe, is I'd say, you know, a guy would call. He'd say, oh, my gosh, I got this. Uh, you know, a bank investigator would call. Yeah. He'd say, hey, listen, I'm from whatever, Bank of America, Chase, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. And I've got 40 or 50 uh, credit card numbers that were stolen. Can you guys Ooh. take a look? I would say, do me a favor. Run like a... a batch report on it and tell me the last charge on each of those cards. And of course they'd be like, Oh, was that Joey bag of donuts restaurant? <laughs> you go to Joey bag of donuts restaurant. Who was the server who served Joe Armacost? It was Joey bag of donuts. Hey oh. Joey, let me see the skimmer. Joe. Thanks, Pat. It was the easiest case. So I'm just warning all the all the the mopes out there and criminals. You're so easy to find. It's pathetic. Don't think you're getting away with anything. Don't do it. They are super easy cases to crack. So that's my public service announcement for ah, the day. Thank you, folks. Dan. Yeah, no, they're easy to crack, Joe. You'll get your money back too. I know it's cool. a pain in the butt, but I am. Um, don't be an idiot. And you are unbelievably easy to find. It is the dumbest crime known to man. <laughs> Seriously. All right, man, I got a lot to get to. I hope a lot of you listened to the uh, special show this weekend. I'm I'm not going to redo it. I do have to unfortunately hit on some of it to get to some other stories that are going on. And a huge, huge, to steal the words of Donald (laughs) Trump. It's huge, huge. A huge scandal brewing with the FISA court. A sound cut, Joe, cut for me. But I pulled some old articles on this that are going to just blow your mind. Um, also some more revelations about how this entire case started and, uh, stuff that's just going to be like, whoa, by the time you're done with this. So don't miss a minute. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at my Patriot supply. You know, I'm into preparedness. Preparedness is my thing. You have to build an emergency food storage plan. We ensure everything in our lives that matters. You have to ensure your food supply. It only makes sense. I started doing that a while ago with my friends at My Patriot Supply. I have like eight to 10 boxes of this stuff. I have their fruit and vegetable pack, their one-month emergency food supply. I've got it all. I'd be happy to take a picture in my closet if it was interesting to send it to you, but I buy the stuff myself. They gave me like one or two freebies, but I buy the stuff myself. That's how strongly I believe in preparedness. Folks, this is the week to start to build that foundation, that food insurance plan. I'll tell you once. Today, you can get this Dan Bongino Show special offer for My Patriot Supply. Buy one four-week emergency food kit for only $198 and get one free. Yes, that's buy one, get one free. These kits normally sell for $217. Purchase one right now at the low sale price of $198, and My Patriot Supply will send you an additional uh, four-week food kit free. Call 888-411-8926 or go to this special website, preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com preparewithdan.com. These kits include breakfast, lunches, dinners, packed in a rugged slimline tote. The food lasts in storage for 25 years and is shipped free discreetly to your house. Can't beat that. It's a purchase limit of two per order. Supplies are limited. Do this now and know you've prepared your family for the worst. I won't be telling you about this amazing offer again. 888-411-8926 or preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Okay. Um, First, Joe, let's just get right into the Contreras story. So I told you, folks, this case, there was more coming out. Now, one of the reasons that uh, I've been asking you to be patient with Sessions is that 
number one, the Inspector General report, Mike Horowitz, that is looking into this entire Hillary Clinton email investigation debacle, um, crimes that may have occurred as a result of it, uh, may have spiraled out into the Russia investigation as well. The report hasn't been released yet. So that's one reason. But the second reason to be patient is the DOJ has been stonewalling the release of information on this case for a long time. And the release of information they have been engaged in has been redacted. In other words, they've been blacking out significant portions of information that, oh, oh, some of the pieces that are blacked out, Joe, are super critical pieces to the investigation that make the FBI agents involved in the case look awful. Now... Mm. One of the pieces of information that was blacked out were text messages and redacted between Lisa Page and Peter Stroke. Two of the critical, uh, one was an investigator, one was a lawyer, critical pieces of the FBI investigation into Hillary Clinton. They released some of the text messages that were damning enough about insurance policies, about how they hated Donald Trump, um, about how Hillary could be the next president. But one of the redacted pieces, the uh, the congressional investigators finally got their mitts on, Joe, by going to DOJ themselves, reviewing it in person in mm-hmm. unredacted form. And one of the exchanges, remember, I always say, remember the names. One of the exchanges between this guy, Peter Stroke, who was a senior level manager at the FBI involved in the Hillary email investigation and was later on the special counsel investigation of Trump before he was removed. One of the critical exchanges with this this lawyer, FBI lawyer, Lisa Page, was about a FISA court judge. The FISA court, the court used to spy on Trump. Mm-hmm. A FISA court judge by the name of Rudolph Contreras. Stroke knows Contreras. How do we know Stroke knows Contreras? Because the text messages, he says, hey, Rudy's on the FISA court. Folks, I'm not making this up. Rudy's on the FISA court. Lisa, he's talking to Lisa Page, his, also his love interest. Uh, he, they were both married, by the way. And this lawyer for the FBI who were working on this uh, Hillary Clinton email investigation and the Trump special counsel. Stroke says, hey, we maybe we should set up a cocktail party where we get together with about, what, six people or so. And, and we start uh, and, and we talk to Contreras. He's my buddy. <laughs> Contreras is later the guy who accepts the guilty plea from who? Mike Flynn. Lieutenant General Mike Flynn. Now, I got more in this, but before I want, to, I want to play this cut just to set this up. This is Bob Goodlad, who's running this investigation from the House side. He's a representative, congressman. He is running this from the House side, this investigation. He is a very calm, measured, deliberate guy. He's not a flamethrower at all. He is a Republican, to be clear. But he's he's interviewing with Maria Bartiromo from Fox, and he says something that's really critical here about this Contreras thing. Listen to this uh, sound cut. Play that. We need more documents, and we need them now, and we need them unredacted, by the way, Maria. Uh, these latest revelations about uh, uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page talking about a federal judge, a Judge Contreras, who was uh, appointed to serve on the FISA court, uh, and they're talking back and forth about how good that is and how Peter Strzok needs to be uh, catching up with him and talking to him. That was made available to us earlier in a redacted form, and it was only just recently that we had the opportunity to see that uh, text unredacted. That clearly does not uh, draw any conclusion about what that judge and Peter Strzok may have done or not done, but it's clearly material to what was going on in the FBI regarding how they were treating this course as i said and i can't say enough quoting my old friends from queens my italian buddies take it easy take it easy i told you with sessions there are things going on here they are dealing with unprecedented obstruction Now, you may say, well, Sessions runs the Department of Justice. Why are they just now unredacting redacted uh, documents and texts that are clearly uh, indicative of at, at, at minimum, at minimum, some sense of misfeasance? Folks, Sessions is in a bind right now. He did make a bad call with the recusal and recusal is hurting him in a way. 
in yeah. a number of ways. But there are things going on and there are pushes being made within the DOJ, I believe from Sessions and people he has appointed to clean this mess up finally. I, I'm not saying he's made all the right moves. I'm just saying take it easy on this. That, now, I said to you during that uh, that sat there, sound on, so we're using like industry lingo here. Uh, during That's- that sound clip there, that there was something important in that. What was important in the takeaway from that, if you listen to it, was he said Goodlatte, Goodlatte, who was the, the senior House of Representatives investigator on this in charge, he just got the stuff. He just got the stuff. They are dealing with on this committee unprecedented DOJ and FBI obstruction. They don't want to give up. He just got this text from Stroke talking about how they want to set up a cocktail party to talk to the Fisk judge who is ultimately going to be responsible for sentencing Mike Flynn later on. They just got this. Folks, a lot of this stuff is just coming out now. They are The Bureau does not want to give it up. Now, I will put in the... Uh, in the show notes, do you have a cough button, by the way, Joe? How do you not use your coughs? Not come. I, I watch him cough, and I don't hear anything. I'm I'm, I'm potting myself down on the board. Oh, look at this yeah. guy, Mister Sophisticated Sound Guy. <laughs> I I watch him, go, <laughs> and I don't hear anything. <laughs> I'm um, about yakking my butt off. Here. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. Uh, so Contreras. This is what's important about this too. They're just getting the information, but I went and looked and, and researched some older articles here, and a couple people sent it to me too. So thank you. But I was. I'd already gotten this from another, let's say, entity. I'm going to put in the show notes today a must-read story from December. That's the difference with our show notes and anywhere else out there, aggregators. We pull old stuff that's relevant again right now. Oh, I'm yeah. going to pull and put in the show notes a Washington Examiner piece from December. Here's a quote from the piece about this same FISA court judge that Stroke and Page are texting each other about influencing We got to have him over at a cocktail party, a small cocktail party. The same judge, by the way, who conveniently was responsible for the Mike Flynn sentencing to the nonsense false statements garbage. Here's a quote from the examiner piece talking about the judge Contreras. Listen to this one, Joe. This is December. Contreras told the former army general that prosecutors will request less punishment than sentencing guidelines recommend. Oh, isn't that nice of him? Yeah, that's big of him. That's big of him. But here's where it gets great. If and only if he, Flynn that is, provides substantial assistance in the prosecution of another person. Gee, who could that other person be? Bring out the thumb screws. You're darn right. Get those yeah. thumb screws ready. So let me get this straight. The prosecution of another person who at this point, it was a high, high probability is someone within the Trump team, if not Trump himself. So Contreras, who's this FISA court judge, who now we know the FBI agent and the FBI lawyer are trying to influence. It's not in question anymore. You have Goodlad on on tape talking about the text messages where they're discussing this influence operation. Yeah. The FBI hid those texts from the DOJ until just recently, they finally get them. And now we look back over what Contreras did in the public reporting on this in a Washington Examiner in December. And apparently Contreras, the same judge who stroke and text were trying to influence, he told Flynn, hey, listen, you're only going to get off if and only if you provide substantial assistance in the prosecution of somebody else. Folks, this is a witch hunt. This thing is out of control. This is a total, complete government witch hunt. Um, hat tip to one of the listeners out there who sent me an article from Law and Crime. It's a it's a blog that you know they. I don't know what ideological direction they're in, if any, but they have they seem to have articles which are pro and anti Trump. But there's a very good pro law and order piece in there today. I'll put in the show notes too, Joe, about how this case is totally out of control. <laughs> Totally out of control. It is this Mueller special counsel is way, way past their mandate. They are so far out over their skis. This thing is a disaster. And I, I will have another piece from Andy McCarthy there as well. And the Andy McCarthy piece is even better. It discusses how they can't seem to charge anyone with an actual crime related to collusion or related to the crimes they talk about in their own indictments. 
I said that confusing. I'll just sum it up for you, the McCarthy piece, because it's so good. It'll be in the show notes today as well, at Bongino.com. And uh, also, we're going to have original content coming very soon, by the way, at Bongino.com. You're going to really like. It's going to be a debunkathon. Um, also, if you subscribe to my email list, I'll email them to you. But the gist of the McCarthy piece, Joe, yeah. is that you read all of these Mueller indictments of Manafort and all these other people, and you're horrified. You're like, oh, my yeah. gosh, they did all this stuff. And I'm not defending what they did. But McCarthy makes a fascinating legal argument that if you read the indictments and the informations and everything further, they don't actually charge people with those crimes. They charge them with this otherworldly conspiracy to defraud the United States charge. You got to read the piece how it's not really none of this is related to collusion. Folks, the thing is totally, completely out of control. So let me just sum that portion up again before I move on, because I have. I really do have some other information that, uh, please don't go anywhere, that is going to open your eyes to what a disaster this thing has become, a total witch hunt, and a complete violation of the fidelity to law and order in our constitutional republic. So just to sum it up, we have Stroke and Page, senior FBI agent, FBI lawyer, texting each other about an influence operation against a federal judge who is appointed to the spying court, the FISA court. They are the spying court at this point. Foreign, it's Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. We should call it the Foreign Intelligence Spying Court, right? <laughs> They're trying to influence this judge. This judge, conveniently, later on, is the same judge appointed to oversee the hearing on Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn, who was prosecuted, by the way, and, and pleads guilty, even though the FBI... Doesn't think he lied. He, he pleads guilty to false statements to the FBI, even though the FBI acknowledges in public records, Comey and others, that they don't think he lied. Who is the agent who interviewed Mike Flynn? Oh, Peter Stroke. No. Peter Stroke. Peter oh, Stroke, the yeah. same guy texting his girlfriend about how they want to influence Rudy Contreras, the judge, who is the judge who then accepts the guilty plea from Mike Flynn. Oh, and by the way, Contreras tells Flynn, hey, yeah, we'll let you off a little bit on your sentencing, guys, if and only if you provide substantial assistance in the prosecution of another person. Folks, liberals, where are you on this? Where are you? Do you understand the law and crime piece I have in the show notes today, the blog piece? Yeah. The author in it, Joe, says something interesting, and this is where I've always been puzzled about where liberals have completely disappeared or why liberals have completely disappeared on this. Liberals, this is the destruction right now of any semblance of law and order and fidelity to the, the, the Constitution. Do you understand this discretionary power of government to target people like Flynn, to turn on others despite their very little evidence of an actual crime can be turned on you in a heartbeat? Are you not worried about this? Uh, you know, I'm going to get to another story in a minute about the, the new, new, new narrative here, and how I'll show you how this affected me in a negative way, but I don't support intrusive government. Folks, we're in a lot of trouble here. These FBI agents who interviewed Flynn tried to influence the judge who then took Flynn's sentence, who then pushed Flynn to, to uh, testify against other people or, or, or turn state's evidence to other people in the Trump team. Oh, my gosh. And nobody seems to care. It's amazing yeah. how we're watching this all fall apart, Joe. Okay, uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at iTarget. It's the best system out there, folks, to improve your marksmanship. Listen, anybody can get a firearm, um, and anybody can can pull a trigger on a firearm. Yeah, that's not the question. It's not really a difficult skill. The skill is is if you have to engage, God forbid, in a self-defense situation, or you're a hunter, or you're a police officer, or military personnel, or a first-time gun owner who wants to responsibly learn how to handle and manage a firearm, you have to learn how to fire it accurately. Accurately. We used to have a line in the Secret Service, you know, you're responsible for every round. You're right near the president. If you're going to pull that trigger, God forbid you're involved in that scenario, you better hit with your fire or not. Now, this is one of the best ways around to take your dry fire practice to the next level. Dry fire is a way to practice in the safety and security of your own home. Take an unloaded weapon, check it, check it twice, lock the slide to the rear, open the cylinder, look, look away, look back at the cylinder. Look away. Look back again at the third time. Get a different picture in your head. That way you're sure that thing's unloaded. Finger probe. Stick that pinky in there. Make sure everything is unloaded. 
You cannot make this mistake ever. You have a safe and empty weapon. You can practice dry firing. Dry firing is pulling the trigger on an unloaded weapon. It allows you to practice that uh, trigger pull you know, slowly, deliberately to the rear, your sight alignment, equal light on both sides, sight aligned across the, those, uh, those, uh, those, those sights aligned across the top evenly. This is going to take your dry fire practice to the next level. They will send you a laser round. It is a round uh, you're going to put into your, into your weapon. And when the hammer falls on it, Unlike just a regular click with dry fire, it'll emit a laser onto a target they send you. So you would see where that round would have uh, 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 would have gone off to. So thank you, everyone, for correcting my English, by the way. So <laughs> it's early in the morning. The way it would have gone, right? So you'll <laughs> see that. And you, you it's, people send me their pictures all the time. It works in conjunction with a phone app. It, it's really, really terrific. I, I mean, I... I of all the products I get reviews on, people like a lot of the stuff with you. This one, I get really effusive praise, especially from people who are first-time firearm owners who want to learn how to be better shots. My father loves it. Go to the itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. It's a letter I, itargetpro.com. Use promo code DAN, and you'll get $10 off. Oh, excuse me, 10% off. Uh, itargetpro.com. Go check that out itargetpro.com, promo code DAN. It's a really great product. Remember, competitive shooters drive fire 10 times more than they live fire because they know it's what improves their marksmanship. itargetpro.com. Okay. Um, all right, moving on here. So this one, this story, Joe, just blew my mind. Hmm. This weekend, I've been doing some homework on Downer because remember, now mm-hmm. we've already established now that the case against Mike Flynn has clearly been corrupted, all right? The investigators going after him were colluding with each other on how to influence a judge. The same judge winds up taking a sentence from Flynn, winds up encouraging Flynn in the sentence to uh, cooperate against other people in this case. But I said to you that this case had started with Alexander Downer. Alexander Mm -hmm. Downer is the Australian diplomat who meets up in the bar with uh, third-rate backbencher George Papadopoulos in this London Mm -hmm. bar. And according to the New York Times and a number of other officials, uh, Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS is acknowledged in some way, shape, or form as well. This is what starts the whole investigation into the Trump team because Papadopoulos, this third-rate Trump team backbencher, tells Downer, that he thinks the Russians have dirt on Hillary, which, by the way, I think is ridiculous. Not that he said that, but everybody in the world knew that the Russians had dirt on Hillary. But again, I, I can't say that enough that I think that the whole initiation of the investigation is a farce to begin with. Folks, Downer is the key to this. Downer is the key. I've, I've, I've become more convinced by the day that Downer is the key to this. Now, Downer, keep in mind, you're going to remember, if you forgot this, you're going to need this in a minute. Downer is an Australian diplomat. Australian, what is he doing in a London bar talking to a Trump team member and who set this meeting up? Now, there is some evidence, if you listen to last week's show, some reporting on the subject, I should say, that the meeting was set up by a girlfriend or some female acquaintance of Papadopoulos. Who Hmm. is this woman? Who sets this meeting up? Now, why am I asking you this? Why does any of this matter to you? Folks, this is what starts the FBI investigation. The formal FBI investigation is a critical distinction. I've been making the case to you over a series of months now that they were investigating Trump through foreign intelligence spying on Trump for the United States way prior to this and that they needed a legal face of this. They needed... They, they were conducting an operation into Joe Armacost and, and investigating him for felonious mopery, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, they, this thing starts to get serious, and they're like, hey, what if we lose this election? People are going to find out we're investigating Joe. Well, we better get a warrant, get some legal face on this. They needed a legal face to start an investigation. That's why this Downer interview is it, Joe, is it, if, I, if, I, if I lose anyone, no, stop no, me. No, you're cool. Okay, good. They need somebody somewhere to give them, a air quotes here, folks, the dreaded air quotes, a tip to start this investigation legally because they're already getting information on Trump. The Obama team's already spying on him. Downer's the guy who starts this whole thing. According to the New York Times, I'm not making any of this up. Downer is the key. Downer's the key because it, the narrative I'm trying to get across to you, folks, through all the homework and research I've been doing on this and through sourcing, good sources, is the Trump team is set up. 
They were set up. They needed a legal face. They were being framed for an operation that was already ongoing. Downer's the key to this whole thing. So Downer meets with Papadopoulos, and now we we have a new piece of information to add to this puzzle that's stunning. Puzzle Hmm. piece number one, showing you that this guy Downer is tied to the Clintons deeply. Puzzle piece number one, which I've already reported, but it's worth repeating. He signed a memorandum of understanding, otherwise known as an MOU for obvious reasons, with the Clinton Foundation for $25 million while he was an Australian senior government official. An audit is still unable to account for the funds and the way these funds were spent. It's according to a Mark Tapscott piece in LifeZet, which will be in the show notes today, which is a must read. So Downer, has, while an Australian government official signed this memorandum of understanding, given $25 million to the Clinton Foundation, an audit is unable to account for how these funds were spent. Now is it starting to make sense, folks, why they needed Trump to go down if he was elected? All of this stuff they had, all of it, Uranium One, the Iran deal, this all needed to go away. The Clinton Foundation investigation, this all needed to go away. Point number two about Downer. I mentioned this one a couple weeks ago. Downer served on the Australian board of a company called Weiwei, uh, H-U-A-W-E-I. Uh, Weiwei was guilty of, oh, oh excuse me, uh, Weiwei was uh, accused uh, of being involved in uh, in Chinese espionage efforts mm-hmm. on behalf of the Chinese government. Now, Hillary Clinton's brother, Tony Rodham, was caught up in a in a scandal here for helping seek a visa visa approval for the vice president of a company to get into the United States. The vice president of a company who was involved with an investment in a company run by the uh, Democratic, uh, now Governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, a friend of the Clintons. Tony Rodham was seeking visa approval. One of those people was for the vice president of a company. That company was Weiwei, where Alexander Downer sat on the board of the Australian branch of this. Folks, the connections to the Clintons are endless. By the way, according to Dick Morris, who made the intro between Tony Rodham and the investors in this company that were investing in the company of the of now the now Democratic governor of Virginia who got mm-hmm. that position with the help of Hillary Clinton and, and her fundraising network? Bill Clinton made the introduction between Rodham and the investors in Terry McAuliffe's company, according to Dick Morris, just days after Hillary was nominated as Secretary of State. So just to be clear, <laughs> Downer signs an MOU, $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. People don't know how the money was spent. The money's under investigation. Downer sits on the Australian board of a company called Weiwei, a Chinese company accused of espionage for the Chinese government. They have a tough time getting in the United States. Who intervenes to help one of their VPs get in? Oh, Hillary's brother, Tony Rodham. And why does this VP of this company want to get in? Oh, because they're looking at a project in conjunction with Terry McAuliffe, who at that time was a, and was still was a was a old friend to the Clintons. Who makes the intro? Oh, Bill Clinton, right right after Hillary's nominated as Secretary of State. <laughs> Here's the piece I got this weekend from Tapscott, the Life Set piece, which is uh, just stunning. So turns out Downer also sat on the board, formally on the board, of a company called Haglet & Company from 2008 to 2014, Joe. Mm -hmm. Haglet & Company is described by this uh, investigative reporter's outlet. It's described as, quote, a retirement home for ex-MI6 officers. Who are MI6 officers? These are spies... For the British government. Mm -hmm. Downer's an Australian. Now, this is a global company. I'm not trying to invent things to me. But Downer's an Australian. Downer's not British. He sits on the board from 2008 to 2014 of Haglet & Company, a retirement home for ex-British officers. Joe. Mm -hmm. Christopher Steele. 
the ex-MI6 officer mm. who was responsible for the fake dossier on Donald Trump and was paid by the Clinton team after they washed their money through Perkins Cooey and, uh, and then sent it to Fusion GPS and then sent it to Steele. Mm-hmm. Christopher Steele, was he British or Australian? Uh, he was British. He was British. He yeah. was British and worked for the MI6. Yeah. Awfully convenient how these coincidences, again, keep adding up. Now, you may say, well, Dan, you just said he sat on the board from 2008 to 2014. This clearly happened after 2014. Oh, yes, you'd be correct. But according to an Aust- a News Corp's Australian uh, news network, Downer has, quote, still been attending client conferences and gatherings of the group of Haglet and company. Guys, ladies, this guy is the key to this whole thing. The number one outstanding question right now in the framing of Donald Trump and his team is going to be who set up the meeting between Downer and Papadopoulos? Whose idea was it and how did it happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Randy. Oh, yeah. That's the key. That's the key. Who set it up? Who's the girlfriend? What did the girlfriend know? Why is Downer meeting with this guy? Now, adding further to this, federal records, Joe, according to the Tapscott piece, yeah, show that this Haglitton company where Downer sat on the board and is still attending meetings, right, right, that a lot of their U.S. reps for this company made rather large campaign contributions to... Who do you think they made them to? Uh, Joe, you think if I, if I said to you, Hillary Clinton, would you be shocked? No, Dan, you I would not be. Of course you wouldn't, because it's true. Oh! They made rather large donations to one Hillary Rodham Clinton. Now, may I remind you, for the 52nd thousandth time... I will read a headline updated at 1249 a.m. Eastern Time, April 14th, 2017. It was a Friday. A headline from CNN Politics. Remember, the board Downer sits on and still associates with, the guy who starts this whole investigation, Mm. Downer, who is an Australian, sits on the board of this company described as a retirement home for ex-MI6 British intelligence officers. Quote from CNN, April 14, 2017. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. Folks. Folks. <laughs> this thing stinks. Yeah, boy. This thing stinks to the heavens like no case I've seen him. Now do you see why the Democrats are so desperate praying by the minute to make sure this Mueller operation never goes away. Because if Mueller's operation goes away and the attention, the spotlight is highlighted and shown on the people guilty of this massive spying operation on the Trump team, the framing operation on the Trump team, the set them up, it was a setup the whole time, that this is going to be the biggest scandal in U.S. history. Now, as I always say, yeah. because we always get some conspiracy theory leftist goons on this show who then go and write about it afterwards, just check the sources. What am I telling you that's inaccurate? Is anything about the memorandum of understanding between Downer and the Australian government, is any of that false? Prove it, prove it false. He signed it. Is anything I told you about Weiwei, anything I told you about Tony Rodham, any of those, Hillary's brother, any of that false? No, of course. It's very troublesome, right? Is anything I just told you about uh, about Hack, Hacklett and Company? Hacklett and Company, the home for MI6 officers, British, uh, you know, British Intel guys. Christopher Steele, former MI6 guy. Reports of uh, Downer at these meetings. Just look at the research. Look at the data. Look at the links. The evidence is overwhelming that there's something wrong here, folks. Again, I just don't know where the liberals are on this. I don't don't get it. I just, I I don't understand how you're not horrified that this could could turn around and absolutely uh, backfire on you. Just uh, unbelievably troubling stuff.
All right, I want to get to this other story too because this is really important. Um, but again, just to sum up where we've been, so Stroke and Page, Stroke and Page now have some involvement with an attempt to influence a federal judge. Federal judge sentences Flynn. As he sentences Flynn, obviously there's a push to get Flynn to testify against others. Very disturbing. That's just coming out now. Uh, that's going to be a shoe to drop again in the future. Also, uh, one more thing on that story I neglected to mention. The judge, uh, Sullivan, who's been assigned to look into the sentencing of Flynn and they delayed it, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's going on behind the scenes as well. I don't think Mike Flynn's story is over by a long shot. I think that the plea deal will, it can and will be vacated um, against Mike Flynn due to all the shenanigans that went on in the background with this judge and everything else. So that's going on in the background. Secondly, Downer, be very just remember that name. Downer's involvement in this is going to grow and grow because at every turn, there's some new reason to believe that this this meeting, this meeting in that bar in London, in London, we've now seen the connection between Downer and Australian British with British intelligence, a company that's involved with British intelligence. Uh, we've also seen the CNN reports about British intelligence passing information on Trump. They meet in a London bar that starts everything way, way, way suspicious. Um, OK, on. Um, should I get to I'll get to this one because there's two critical stories I want to get to here on the McCabe thing. I know I covered a lot of it on the special edition, but yeah, on the McCabe firing, just a couple quick notes on this one. I, one liberal hypocrisy on this. I find this fascinating, and I'd like you to bring this up to your liberal friends who keep oh McCabe, he was fired. This is unbelievable. The government's out of control. Donald Trump, look at him. He's a tyrant. Your first response to them should be, let me get this straight. You want Donald Trump impeached. Many of you want him arrested and prosecuted for a collusion crime. Not one of you can produce an iota until a drop of evidence even happened. None of you. Nobody has it. Nobody, even some hardcore Democrat lawmakers have been forced to acknowledge on the record. I'm thinking Adam Schiff and the Meghan McCain interview on The View. They can't acknowledge that there's any evidence at all that there was any collusion with the Russians between Trump, his team and the Russians. They can't because no evidence exists. (laughs) So you see where I'm going with this, Joe? So you you want Trump impeached and prosecuted over a crime that didn't happen. But when McCabe is terminated from his job. For what arguably was one of the worst run trifecta of cases I've ever seen. Flynn, the FISA court, and the Hillary Clinton email investigation while he was the number two. He's terminated from his job. I'm not even getting into the leaks, which were potentially criminal. And all of a sudden, you're upset. So there's mounds of evidence of McCabe's malfeasance and misfeasance, right? Mm -hmm. He gets fired. He's not entitled to a government taxpayer pension. He gets fired, and you're all upset about it, yet you want Donald Trump impeached, fired, and prosecuted for a crime you can't even prove happened. Your, your hypocrisy is pathetic. And I've been getting a lot of questions, by the way, about McCabe and his pension. From yeah. what I know from me working in the government, here's what I think is going to happen. So he's fired. He's terminated from his FBI position before he can collect his pension. There are some who've said to me, well, in in a few years, he's going to be eligible to collect a certain portion of it. And this is wrong, too. Um, Be careful with that, folks. There's the way the federal government works. They have kind of what's what, what resembles a 401k program you don't know what it is you put mm-hmm. you know yeah. you put an amount in and that amount accumulates over time and it's you know if it's a Roth you pay taxes up front if it's a deferred you pay the taxes later when you take it out uh, it grows tax deferred but the federal government has a system called FERS the federal employee retirement system in FERS you put your money from your salary in there I, am I being clear on this? It's, a, it's, like a, it's almost like a, a 401k. It doesn't work the exact same like it's way. A, like it's already his money. Yeah, it's his money, folks. Yeah. Now, for, listen, for as much as I dislike what Andy McCabe did, that's, I think, where people are getting confused. The government pension component, Joe, right. the, the part of it where he would get paid as a a guaranteed benefit rather than a guaranteed contribution, which the 401k mm-hmm. first, first type program, uh, 401k type first program would be the government benefit. He's going to lose. So that makes sense. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to get that pension, but he is going to be allowed uh, from my reading of it 
to collect his money. And and you know what, I, folks, I, I don't. I'm sorry, I have an issue with that. I know it may upset people, but it's the right thing. It's his. It was his money. I mean, you know, if he listen, if he gets sued later on yeah. and has to pay, then hey, too bad. But you can't go retroactively take his 401k type money in his furs. It's going to be a really difficult haul. So that's where the confusion is. He's not getting a pension. It's the FERS program that works differently. It's the money he put into a 401k type program. Now, there is some government matching. I get that. But there's been some questions on that. I just wanted to explain that. But the McCabe thing, remember this. The three takeaways from this weekend. They botched the Hillary investigation, folks. They drafted up an exoneration letter while he was at the upper level of the FBI exonerating Hillary, Hillary before they interviewed her. Number two. The FISA court case. They brought a case to the FISA court to spy on Donald Trump, I believe, under a false predicate. I believe in an effort to frame Donald Trump. Whether Now, I'm not, suggest, I'm not suggesting here that people in the Bureau even knew they were part of the operation. This was an, an operation pushed by the Clintons from the start to set up the trial. I told you, Downer started this thing. Downer is associated with the Clintons. The Bureau and people at the Bureau may have been suckers the entire time for this, but it does not excuse it, whether it's misfeasance or malfeasance. Either they did something dumb and didn't know or they did something dumb and did know. It is still a feasance. <laughs> There's a feasance. Like a pheasants with a feasance. They screwed up. They brought a case to the FISA court. They did not properly vet the information. The dossier was false. McCabe was the number two. Finally, the case against Mike Flynn. Now, you see why I brought up the Contreras case now? So they mm. screwed up the email investigation into Hillary, exonerator or dropped the draft up a letter before they prosecute. The FISA court, they bring false info. And then the case against Mike Flynn, the guy underneath him, Peter Stroke, who's working underneath Prestep, is talking about a collusion conspiracy to influence the judge who sentences Mike Flynn for a charge, by the way, that the FBI acknowledged didn't exist because they thought Flynn was honest and charged him with lying to the federal agents. Yeah, I just said that right. The Hmm. FBI thought he was honest in his interview and then charged him with lying later on. And you're, 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 really? You're losing sleep over over McKay being fired. Please, liberals, give me a break. Give me a break. We get it. We get your political hacks and your principles went out the window a long time ago. But give us all a break with the crocodile tears, huh? This was an obvious case of uh, judicial abominations here and investigative abominations that have to be corrected. Yeah, that's a funky cold Medina. Remember that song, Tone Loke? I used to love that yeah. song. That was a great tune, man. Yeah. In fact, Tone Loke. Loke! I remember Loke. He was Wild Thing was his other one, too. Yeah. Little known fact about about Dan Bongino. I'm doing a Bob Dole. Bob Dole, talk about yourself in third person. Um, (laughs) Little known fact about old DB here. When I was a a kid, you know, we grew up in New York City. And, you know, in New York City, there were only really two things that mattered when I was a kid. You played basketball and everybody wanted to be a DJ. Did you know that, Joe? (laughs) So my friend Baz, his name was Jimmy, but we called him Baz because... Uh, he used to write graffiti and that was his like you know that was his name Baz so my buddy Baz had DJ equipment in his basement and you know in the summers out of school we'd go hang out in his basement watching MTV and stuff and we'd be watching like MTV raps and things and we'd all get our turn at the DJ booth and this is this is true that you just reminded me of this my go-to every time was mixing like some hardcore gangster rap song yeah. with funky cold Medina. And I would always, you know, you have the two turntables so you can, yeah. you know how you mix it. You go back and forth and you fade one in and out. I yeah. would play some like hardcore gangster rap song. Imagine me with the thing in my ear, you know, Joe leaning yeah. with the headphone <laughs> in my ear, you know, the look and I'm scratching, I'm tearing it up. I'm, I'm, and then all of a sudden, funky cold Medina. And everybody, ah, everybody go crazy. That was me when I was a kid. I'm not kidding. And everybody used to think I was a great DJ. But the funny thing is, I was the worst DJ ever. That was my only pull. Funky Cole Medina. My, and I was hoping someone didn't say, hey, didn't you do that last week? Sometimes it'd be a different crew over at Baz's house and they would forget that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Sorry. Yeah, folks, but I was I, some, once in a blue moon, I have, I have these stories from my childhood. It kind of puts the show in context a little bit, right? But, well, why I'm, so, why I'm, so, I'm such a different person now than I used to be. <laughs> 
All right, today's show also brought to you by Betty's at Filter By. Hey, there's a lot of screamers and yellers on social media out there about the environment. A lot of screaming and yelling about how the industry's polluting the air and everything like that. You hear all this environmentalist stuff on it, but some of them haven't even changed their air filters. What about the polluted air in your house? Change that air filter. It's probably a mess. Mine was when I moved in my house. It's a simple thing, and it can make a huge difference in the air quality of the air you breathe at home, and a lot of us are spending a lot of time indoors, me included. Visit my good friends at Filter by America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. These guys are great. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all ship free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. Filter by offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your HVAC system at home. Don't make the mistake I did. Not change your filter and blow out your two systems and then have to pay thousands of dollars to fix them. That really happened. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. So you'll never need to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. Come on, who wants to go shopping around for air filters in a store? Go to FilterBuy.com, pick up your air filters there. Please support our sponsors. They support us. They keep the show free. FilterBuy.com. We love those guys. All right, this is another one. Here's the new, 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 new narrative. For the Trump-Russia case. I know we're doing a lot of this today, but so much broke over the weekend. And again, as I always tell you, this is never about Trump-Russia. This is about the Constitutional Republic, the distortion of the FISA courts, the spying on Americans, the pollution of politics, money in politics, everything. This is going to be the Trump-Russia case. It's going to be now a vehicle to regulate the Internet. Wait, what? What's going on, Dan? You're all over the place. No, no, I'm not. So the original narrative... Trump colluded with Russia. That narrative is garbage. Everybody knows it's garbage and it's falling apart. We've been saying now for how long, Joe? Six months that when that falls apart, they're going to move yeah. on to obstruction of justice. Yeah. That narrative is falling apart for them as well. So their new, new narrative is going to be the regulation of the internet because Trump colluded with like Facebook to influence you and that's how they won the election. You're seeing it start to break this weekend. They are rapidly moving on to this narrative now. Here's what happened. Adam Schiff up to it again. Shifty. Shifty Schiff, the most dishonest man in Washington, D.C., was on a weekend cable news show. And now they're starting to shift to Cambridge Analytica. What is Cambridge Analytica? Why does this matter? And how is this now their, I think their third or fourth or 20th narrative about what Trump did wrong? Cambridge Analytica was a a research company whose data was used in a number of election campaigns. One of them, uh, the Trump team included in that. They're like a marketing firm that uses Facebook profiles and, and things like that to market information to you. Now, What's the big deal about this? Well, the Democrats' new line of attack is that information was taken off Facebook disingenuously under false pretenses to market political ads to you that were targeted to your profile. little background. Cambridge Analytica worked with this professor over in England who developed an app, Joe. The app was a personality profile thing on Facebook. So do you ever go on Facebook, folks, for those of you who are users and it says, take this personality quiz. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Don't take those personality (laughs) quizzes, folks. A lot of them are third party apps working with Facebook. And what they do is they harvest your data. When you take the personality quiz, it uses the quiz to access some of the data from other people in your Facebook profile as well, including your friends. There's some dispute between Facebook and the company about the privacy agreement and if that was allowed or not. I'm not going to get into that. Um, I, I frankly don't care. Uh, I, 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 I Really, if, if you're on Facebook and you're clicking on third-party apps, um, I have to generally assume that you're understanding at some point that you're giving up something. Now, I don't agree with it, but it's beyond the scope of the podcast. But do you see where the disagreement is? Facebook yeah. is saying, well, we didn't allow you 
um, you know, to get access to all this other stuff. And we demanded that you delete the data you had on the friends of the people Mm -hmm. that downloaded the app. Okay. The company's saying we deleted it. We didn't use it. I, you can read the piece yourself about that dispute. I don't, I don't find it that, uh, that interesting. What I do find interesting is that the Democrats are now using this narrative, Joe. They're using this narrative that Facebook was involved with the Trump team and this company to target political ads to you. They're going to use it to regulate social media, uh, social media and the Internet. Oh, you don't. Again, you think yeah. I'm making any of this up? Hold on. I got some headlines for you. Hold on one second here because I pulled them up. I never say anything I can't back up, okay? All right, here's for this is from Paul Bedard today, Washington Secrets, uh, at the WashingtonExaminer.com. It'll be in the show notes. Online political ads surge 780%. Demand regulation. There we go. Oh. More government online there. Where's the other one I saw? Let's see. This is another sweet one. Hold on one second. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Reuters today. Reuters.com, March 19th, 2018. European Union lawmakers to investigate alleged misuse of Facebook data. Folks, this is coming next. Now, let me just be crystal clear on this. I have been a victim of what I feel is ideological discrimination by social media. I'm not, listen, I shouldn't say, I hate the word victim. I sound like a liberal. I've been targeted by Twitter. I think I don't know if I told you guys the story on the show and ladies out there, but I was running Twitter ads. Um, mm-hmm. We actually forgot we were doing it, but Twitter ads for us, the podcast where we advertise the podcast. We did some on Facebook too. I mean, it's pretty standard advertising yeah. for a show. We were banned from running Twitter ads for quote inappropriate content. We were never given a reason why. My wife and I were never told what the inappropriate content even was. We scoured our Twitter file. We have no idea what they're talking about. Now, in case you think, oh, well, Dan's just making this up. Maybe there were really inappropriate. And the folks, I don't know what they're talking. I really genuinely don't know what they're talking about. Other people out there have been targeted as well. Prager University was uh, banned from running ads, too. Um, Steven Crowder was just uh, suspended temporarily from YouTube um, for for another uh, for some expose he did at South by Southwest. The war against conservatives on Facebook and Twitter is heating up. Liberals are going to use this Cambridge Analytica case. Just to be clear, it was the Trump team working on political ads targeted at Facebook, which is done, Joe, by everyone out there. Everyone. They are going to use this now as their new, new, new narrative to finally target and get the government involved in the regulation of the Internet. I am begging conservatives. Even conservatives like me who have been targeted by Twitter is no doubt in my mind I have been discriminated against because I'm a conservative. Do not do not fall prey to the government regulation trap. There would be nothing more convenient right now than for me to play liberal snowflake and say, oh, Twitter, they went after me. Government, go get them. Listen, Twitter sucks. I hate it, but I have to use it. Because I'm not forfeiting the platform. I'm not forfeiting the way to get my ideas out there until an alternative presents. And then I'm full force going somewhere else. But I would never, ever suggest the government fight my battles for me. Twitter's a private company for as badly as they've targeted me and others. And I'm disgusted by it. I sold my stock. I'm get, any, Anything I had to do with Twitter, I'm done with. I'm never running ads again. I'm making my own personal statement. The government solution is never a solution and will always, always backfire on conservatives. You have to remember the cultural Marxism war going on against conservatives. Anything they can do to gain political power in addition to cultural power will always backfire in your face. They already discriminate against us in advertising, on social media, they, in academia. If you give them political power, they will make it formal. And what they'll do is they'll make some kind of a hate speech law like they mm-hmm. have over in the European Union. And the hate speech law will only be conservatives. They'll define hate speech conveniently as something conservatives do, and you will be banned from social media altogether if you allow the government to get involved. Don't fall prey to it, folks. I know it's tough medicine. I Believe me, there's a part of me that desperately wants revenge against Twitter. Government, go get them for me. Don't fall prey to it. 
The Democrats are going to use this Cambridge Analytica case, this company, this marketing company that was used by the Trump team to target political ads based on Facebook profiles. They're going to use that narrative to get their liberal friends to push for government regulation, and they are going to try to sucker conservatives into this, too. I think that is why. You are seeing right now a renewed effort by YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to squeeze conservatives out, ban their ads, suspend them, to get them. I know this sounds crazy, folks, but I can't see any other logical explanation to get them to join the liberal calls for government regulation on the Internet, which is going to blow up in our faces the minute it happens. Don't Mm -hmm. fall prey to it. Don't fall prey to it. I think Twitter would like nothing more than a hate speech law they can fall back on to ban conservatives from their platform, which would do conveniently what, Joe? Would protect Twitter from lawsuits. Mm-hmm. We are being baited. Don't fall prey. I know it sucks. You're like, well, what are we going to do? Do what I do. I'm not running ads anymore. I don't lose anything. Twitter loses my, what do we do, $99 a month? Twitter loses my money. I don't lose. I sold their stock. I lose nothing. Yeah, it sucks. I, my, my feelings are hurt, but I'm not a snowflake. Deal with it. Dance, as we always say. You got to yeah. dance a little bit. There's going to be another platform. This is not going to last forever. We will find a way. We found Fox when we only had the media. We They found Facebook when they had MySpace. Now Facebook's turning the corner, Twitter turning the corner, YouTube will find something else. It may not be there, but there's a way. But government intrusion into the internet is going to be a disaster for conservatives. Please don't fall prey to it. One more final thought on this. Folks, with social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, please understand You are not the consumer. You are being sold. You are not the consumer. Russ Roberts makes this point over and over and over in his Econ Talk podcast. You are the product, not Facebook. Understand when you go on Facebook... The solution is not the government. The solution is you wising up. Whatever you put in Facebook is going to be sold. You're the product, not Facebook. You. You're being sold. It's not Cambridge Analytica's fault or anybody else. It's us. We do it. Understand when you sign up for an easy pass or a sun pass here in Florida that Mm -hmm. that information is tracked. Not by David Duchovny in the X-Files, but it is an electronic record. You don't want to be tracked? I, listen, you have to... I, I'm I'm, just, I, I'm not lecturing anybody. Please don't take it. It's not the goal of this show. I make dumb decisions every day in my life, okay? We do. We're all human beings. I'm just telling you, you like the convenience of Facebook, right? For what? You like to talk to your friends, see their pictures, whatever. Yeah. The trade-off and the convenience is you're the product. The information you put in to communicate with your friends, you're being sold. You. You're not the consumer of Facebook. You're the product. I never thought of it that way. It's a, yeah. a hat tip Russ Roberts. It is a genius point. I heard it. He mentioned this eons ago, but I thought of it in light of Cambridge Analytica. We're blaming Cambridge Analytica for what? Harvesting data we've already given to Facebook? (laughs) Folks, you don't want to be tracked? Get off Facebook. Uh, No, I'm serious. I don't know any other solution. You don't want to be tracked by Facebook? Delete your account. You don't want to be tracked by Twitter? Delete your account. It is a trade-off I have willingly made. I know they're going to discriminate against me. I know Twitter's a liberal platform. James O'Keefe's already exposed them. I know they banned me from ads. But the trade-off I make is I get conservative content out to conservatives who have taken this platform over, who have forfeited a certain amount of information to get on that platform, understanding they're the product. It's not the yellow pages where you had to pay to get in there. Now it's free. But it's free because you're being sold. You. You don't like it. Get off. You don't like the convenience 
of a sun pass, you don't like being tracked, I should say, right? then pay cash. No one will know where you're going. They may still because they probably have license plate readers. That's the irony of the whole thing. <laughs> but in a perfect world, you may have to sit on that line and pay cash every time you go to a Florida toll. You're paying for the convenience, but understand you're creating an electronic record of where and when you travel on the Florida Turnpike down here. I have no easy answer for you other than if you don't like it, get off. That is what they are doing to you. This is not Cambridge Analytica's fault. It's our fault for giving information to these companies. Now, more reasonable, you don't have to get off, but go in and all those preferences and stuff you have in Facebook... Delete them. Get them out of there. Hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. I read these books. I listen to this music. I, w- I wouldn't give them a dime. You're being sold. Yeah. Never, ever forget that. The things you like, the things you comment on, everything. You are the product. Do not fall prey to this government scam to use the government to regulate this stuff now. We can regulate it ourselves by regulating what we give them. You are being sold. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please check out the show notes. I'll have all these articles in there today. It's a really good ensemble of pieces and original content coming very soon. You're really going to like it. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks a lot. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.